Dreams. The limitless breadth of possibilities, driven by one's passions, have enormous potential. Dreaming about how we can channel the passion for things we love into careers and lifestyles we love equally, however, is rare. Dreamers, the artists, athletes, and activists who have committed fully to pursuing their biggest aspirations, serve as inspiration for us all to do what we love and live a life that makes getting out of bed in the morning exciting. Passion is the emotional connection to something that inspires us, invigorates us, and consumes our imaginations in the moments between tasks of everyday life. Passions are the activities, ventures, or mediums of expression which we love so much that they motivate us to get up in the morning, keep us up at night, and warp time in the moments when we're fully engaged with them. The things we are passionate about drive our dreams. My name is Kieran Murphy. I'm an amateur free skier, writer, sports fanatic, and generally curious person who loves good yerba mate and even better company. This is Dream Diaries, presented by Burke, where I combine my passion for storytelling with Burke's mission of empowering the people who've taken the audacious leap to make their dreams a reality. So join me as I share the first mate with Burke co-founders Alex Berkner and Bobby Ryan. Season one, episode one, the very first episode of the Dream Diaries, Bobby and Alex Welcome to it. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on. I'm glad to introduce the beginning of Dream Diaries with you. Um, yeah, it's super exciting. I mean, this all started like a couple months ago, and we were just kind of shooting, shooting the idea around and then kind of grew from there. So it's cool to finally see it come to, come to start. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I think, I think for our listeners out there, kind of just explaining what Burke is, because for full disclosure to everyone listening... Me, Bobby, and Alex are already friends here at the University of Colorado. Let's go, boss. Couple, couple studs here from the from the from the D1 ski team who've managed to start what's at least fundamentally a yerba mate company, but is also a lot more than that. So, why don't we just start off by just kind of explaining to everybody like what Burke is all about? Yeah, I'll I'll start off. I'll take it back a little bit and, and tell you how Burke started and why it started at the very beginning. Being an athlete, we'd have the early mornings and late nights. And, and obviously that would take a lot of energy. I would drink coffee, it'd give me GI issues. I stayed away from typical energy drinks because I know of all the additives. So I started brewing yerba mate in my kitchen. I knew about yerba mate because I'm half Argentine. My dad's side's from Argentina. They all drink yerba mate on a daily basis. Sure. And so I started brewing in my kitchen. I really liked it. It provided me that energy that was really needed throughout my days. And I started bringing it to my ski team. Uh, and they started to love it, and that's when Bobby started to get interested in Yerba Mate and started to follow along with the process and, and really join the team probably around then. Yeah, I'd say you started giving me Yerba Mate on the hill, and in the beginning I was pretty much like, what the hell is this stuff? And then it was kind of like a couple months later, last summer or so, you like showed me these bottles. You got shipped to you from this guy, Wilmington in Ecuador, who you said you knew. And then it kind of grew from there, and then all of a sudden we were starting a company and trying to figure things out, manufacturing, distribution, and, and everything along those lines. And it's been kind of a wild ride for the past year, juggling it with school and competing and everything. For sure. And I mean, I know for some of the people listening, they're going to have, have seen a little bit of the, the, the business pitch and stuff. The first time that I feel like uh, the company was really sort of into focus for me was when you guys were competing in the New Venture Challenge, um, which you ended up being finalists for. And, and seeing you guys sort of like venture challenges are this means of sort of gaining venture capital for, for startups like yours. And so you guys kind of really gave the full pitch and everything there. I think some of our friends got to see that a little bit and stuff. Some of it comprised of a little bit of, Alex, sort of what you were just saying. But so part of what the Dream Diaries 
is is all about is is talking to people whose dreams are sort of they're, they're they're pursuing their dreams as a means of making their passions their careers i had talked to a lot of people who they there's like lots of people our age who are graduating and everything they don't really know what they're going to do next or whatever and i sort of had been on this whole thought process about how a lot of the people who are the most successful, it seems like, in the world um, are people who, like, didn't just go and pursue being, you know, insert job here just because they thought that they should. But it's people like a Steve Jobs who it's like he just loved computers and then one thing leads to another and he's built one of the, you know, most successful companies in the world. And the same can be said for, for so many different kinds of people. And so obviously not only the making of the Yerba, but also so much more that you guys have sort of built around the brand identity of this company is a part of what Burke is. I've seen the passion from you guys in person, but for those listening and stuff, like, why don't you tell me a little bit about what it is about this, including the yearbook, but perhaps beyond that, that has really made this a passion project for you guys? Yeah, so I got back from my trip on the Dominican Republic, which, which brought me back from the world, just took out any thoughts about any prior anything. Got to think about Burke, what it was itself, what we wanted to stand for. And I got back to Utah and I was really excited about all of this. So I was in the bars trying to ask everyone, what do you do? What do you do for a living? What excites you? What do you live for? And majority of people would give me an answer as simple as like, I got to pay the bills. Right. I got to buy food. I got to pay my rent. And I was like, do you paint? Do you do anything after work? Like what, what's fun for you? And, And no one, majority of people couldn't give me an answer. I mean, it really saddened me. And I started to think why and and how is this? And it was like, okay, I can see that a lot of people just don't have that support. They don't have that backbone, the the drive. Not that they don't have the drive, but the the support to allow them to have that drive. And it was like, how are we going to do this at Burke? How are we going to give people that drive, that backbone, and allow them to pursue what they love to do? Even if that's a means after work or before work or any aspect, how can we help people achieve what they want to be doing? So, so if, I'm, if I'm understanding this correctly, it sounds like sort of fundamentally what Burke is doing sort of beyond just selling your mate is creating like an incubator, but rather than being an incubator for, for business, it's like an incubator for, for, for pursuing a dream, right? Like you've got this sort of this company, which the goal is going to be to support people who want to, or sort of don't even realize how much they want to, or how much they, they sort of are meant to follow what it is that they are super, super passionate about. And, and, and you were seeing the lacking there. And as a result, you decided that Burke is going to be this platform to be able to help cultivate that. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, I mean, everybody has a dream, we think, or at least deep down they do. And if they don't, we really want to help bring it out of them and like explore what pulls them out of bed every morning. Because like when you have that excitement in your life, the days go by so quickly, you're so excited to get up and get to work because it's not really work. And for Alex and I, it was skiing growing up. And then over the past year, it's kind of shifted into this a little bit. And we're kind of diverging. We're both competing one more year. We're finishing school, but we're really also diving into this new area of our life. And it's really exciting. We get to work with so many incredible people. We've partnered with some some mentors who have really helped us out. And just like getting to hear your story, like tell us a little bit more about how like storytelling is a passion for you. Yeah, I mean, for anyone who knows me, it's no secret that I am a rabid conversationalist. I could talk anybody's anybody's ears off. He for, does. <laughs> anybody's ears off for hours. But so 
I was working sort of like part-time doing some contract work uh, for, for Spider, the ski outerwear brand. And we had actually managed to partner with you, uh, Bobby, in, in pursuit of some NIL stuff. Now that you guys as D1 athletes were able to pick up sponsorships and stuff. And that's sort of like when a little bit of this idea came about, obviously, was when we were talking about that, I guess sort of gave me the confidence to think that like, oh, hosting a podcast, which is quite literally just talking to people and conversing with people, learning more about them, learning more about their stories was something that I might be able to do. And I had been doing that a little bit in this, you know, marketing role that I'd been in, being able to do it with some like professional skiers and things like that, which skiing is is a major passion of mine. But I'd been doing it in writing form and that had been a great, I think, first step, something to really kind of like set me up to be able to then pursue this new thing. But then there was a couple of times when the three of us had gotten together and we were talking about you guys starting this company and you guys starting and like sort of like the dreamer aspect and stuff like that. And there was something about it that I feel like just really like kind of clicked. Um, like we, I feel like we were talking about this whole idea about how the three of us had at least found that there was these things that in life that we ourselves were so passionate about. And we had realized that like life's too short to be doing things that you don't love. And I personally sort of had a health scare like a few years back where I ended up in the hospital and sort of had a, had a close encounter with death. And uh, not to you know, make it the, you know, the sort of cliche like, oh, I came so close to death and so now I have to pursue my passion for the rest of my life. But it's the kind of thing where it's like, it does, it does make, it, make you realize like, you gotta do what you love and also then it, it just makes you that much happier. Um, and so in, in, in us talking about Burke sort of, this new, I guess, format or new idea for what a business could be was something that really, really excited me. And then being able to do that through podcasting, which is something that obviously I have a natural sort of inclination to be able to do, it was just a sort of a perfect match, I feel like. And that's why we were so excited to do everything with you is that we could see that you saw the vision that we had about supporting the world of dreamers and kind of creating more people to actually go out and dream and show them that it is possible for someone to actually pursue what they want to be doing rather than what they feel they need to be doing. I remember talking way back when, when we first had these conversations, you mentioned some Venn diagram that really resonated with us at Burke and and kind of showed like where we believe the successful, happy people are in this world. I'm wondering if you could go over that a little bit, explain to our followers or maybe listeners what that was, because that resonated with Burke a lot, and it was really exciting for us to to know that you were on the same page as us. Yeah, I'd like to go on the record as realizing that the host has become the guest um, on my own own podcast, and it's it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, so, I mean, so, again, it was the three of us were just getting, like, we got beers, and we were just, like, kind of just, like, chatting about this whole um, idea, and it was sort of, like, still in this stage of being fully formulated, like, you know, kind of, like, fully baked, and as we were talking about it, we were getting, like, super energized, whatever, and then, like, Bobby had a, he had a notepad, he pulls out the notepad, he's been scribbling stuff the entire time, I still don't know what he was writing the entire time. Um, to be honest, I probably haven't looked at it since I wrote it down, but it was it was good stuff that night, let it, me tell you. Hey, they, they say that just the process of writing it helps helps instill it a little bit better in your brain, right? But I, yeah, and so it was the kind of thing where, like, as we were talking about this, and, 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 and you guys were sort of putting an idea to something that I had thought a lot about recently, but hadn't really put, like, words or, like, a kind of, like, hard idea to, which was that I realized that there was, like, people's passions, and then... And call that one circle. And then you've got the other circle that's just like your career. And, and people typically think of these you know, two different silos as just being separate aspects of their life, which they kind of 
think have to be inherently separate. You go to do, like, you do the career to be able to, like, explore the passion. You explore the passion in your free time to go back to your career. And it's sort of like they stay in these two completely separate spaces of your life. And some of the most successful people, it seems like, though, they take those two silos and they say, why can't we have both? And that dreams, as you guys were articulating them to be, sort of seem to fill that, like, that overlapping part of the Venn diagram of like, you know, passion and career. And if you think about it, it translates to you've got professional athletes who they, and, and not, obviously not everybody can be a professional athlete, but you've got professional athletes who were really great at this sport, and then they realized, I can make a living doing this sport. You've got the Warren Buffetts of the world. For him, it's like he genuinely loves investing. I mean, the guy's like in his, you know, 80s or whatever now, or maybe older, and he still does all the investing and stuff that he does because he loves it. You know what I mean, I mentioned the Steve Jobs example earlier. It's like there's so many different kinds of ways in which you realize that the people who are the most successful in the world, it seems like, are the most successful not because they pursued the job or whatever that they thought would make them the most successful, but because they pursued the thing that they were the most passionate about. And if you're super passionate about something, I feel like time flies. Like you barely even, you, you, you barely even realize the amount of time you're putting into it. It stops feeling like work. You're willing to do anything to, to do that passion and for so many people, then they were able to then monetize that or whatever. And, but obviously like, and so I'm not only talking about this in the scope of money, but like some of the most successful people, it seems like sort of did that. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what, like what you said that about the, the two circles and exploring that intersection between passion and careers for the world's most successful people. That's really what you want to take a deep dive in and look at with this streamer series too. Can you tell us a little bit more about like the vision you see with this going forward and what you want to do there? Yeah, I mean, so so obviously I named the podcast Dream Diaries because it was like this sort of nice double entendre, but like because this is just documenting all these people who are quote unquote dreamers. And I'm starting off with uh, a group of people who you guys have identified as being people who really sort of sort of embody this this sort of intersection of the Venn diagram that we've just been talking about. And so that's where I'm starting because I feel like just talking to those kinds of people give me a lot of like inspiration and stuff. And, and, and honestly, maybe you guys can talk a little bit more about why you chose these specific people, like kind of give maybe a little bit of a glimpse for, for people in that regard. Yeah, for us, I mean, we're going to give you a list of people and we will want you to pick who you would desire to talk with. Sure. And obviously this is your podcast and we don't want to intervene oh, too no, much. Oh, no, no. I'm coming to you guys for the, it's, it's a collaborative, it's a collaborative effort for sure. Yeah, but we had to be the first guests. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you guys, no, I mean, you, but you guys came up with this whole idea, right? You guys came up with this notion of there can be this company that also supports people's pursuit of their dreams in this really unique way, which I think is what differentiates Burke from so many different things. In addition to the fact that the uh, yerba mate is delicious, very all natural, <laughs> the caffeine's great, no GI issues, drink Berg. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, so, so to put on that, yeah, we're trying to create this community of like a coalition of dreamers supporting dreamers. Yeah. And, and that's the benefit is, is your passion and dream a little bit is to tell stories. So right. we're bringing our other dreamers like... Davis Hermes, for example, who just made one of the, the world's largest freestyle highline competition. Incredible athlete. And a lot of these other individuals like Estelle and, and Sky and, and their artists and, and musicians and everything of the sorts. And we would like that 
to collab, allow yep. you two to collab and, and share both your dream as well as theirs. And that's where we create this community where one benefits the other as well as benefiting Burke, which allows us to then support more dreams further for. And I feel like I feel like maybe just to just try and maybe like articulate this idea a little bit better is we've got Burke, right? And Burke, like the bottom line is it's Yerba Mate. One of the things that we were talking about in terms of like bringing sort of a coalition of folks together is that part of the natural tradition of Yerba Mate is it's shared, right? It's, it's like that's the whole bottom line is that it's, it's a shared beverage that you invite somebody into your house. That's how you guys sort of first explained it to me. It's like the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, sure, there's the store-bought Yerba Mates and stuff. But really how this started was you've got the gourd, you make it yourself. Alex, we saw you do that earlier. And then you invite somebody in for a burk, you pass it around, things like that. And so like, as, as you sort of zoom out from this being, being, being a Yerba Mate company to being this larger thing, supporting dreamers, stuff like that, explaining for people a little bit more about what, what that really looks like. Because I feel like it's the kind of thing where like, it sort of can sound... It's something that you guys have done a lot of fleshing out. It, it can kind of, it can make sense to us, but I sound a little bit wishy-washy to somebody who is a little bit less familiar. And so maybe, maybe you guys can sort of articulate how Burke is going, like how, how, how Burke is going to be supporting Dreamers. How does that actually happen sort of in real life? Well, I think to go back to the beginning a little bit, Alex, you've been passionate about Yerba Mate because you grew up sharing it with your grandparents down in Argentina. Um, then it was something, it was a family tradition. You would sit there, you guys would pass it around in a circle. And it was this like super big community aspect. And right now there's so many things in the world that are driving people away. So what Alex and I were trying to do was like figure out a way to try and bring people together. And for us, that's through the process of sharing Yerba Mate. And at the same time, Alex, you've been passionate about business since you were super, super young and you wanted a drink company when you were seven years old, but you couldn't figure it out. And then you came back to it and you want to take us through a little bit of the way in which like Burke came to be like early on and how you funded it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I can go through that. So like you mentioned back when I was young, around like eight, nine years old, I uh, wanted to drink energy drinks and I liked them a lot but my parents didn't like it they knew how unhealthy it was for me so I was like okay I wanted to make my own so I bought a a CO2 canister you you I just screw that on to the top of a two two liter bottle and you what you do is you turn on the CO2 to get that thing to like 60 PSI about to blow and then you just shake it like crazy and that's (laughs) what PSI was when you were that young I have like I still don't know what that means yeah yeah it had a little gauge I I knew that I couldn't go above a certain point or it would blow but yeah I'd sit there and I'd shake the crap out of this thing and that's what would get the carbonation into the into the drink and I ended up brewing some yerba mate with carbonation that I thought was incredible everyone around me liked it and I started looking into it and it was impossible Man, yeah. to start a company in the U.S., especially as an 8, 9, 10-year-old, would cost me like $150,000. Obviously, I didn't have any money, nor did my parents for that. And it was like, all right, whatever. Like, so be it. Yeah. And, and it ended. And then, anyway, we came to, I mentioned the story of how it, like, started here as, an, as a college student when I was older. And we really realized, like, okay, the world's being torn apart. Um, why? Well, first came, well, people don't have dreams. People aren't doing what they want to be doing, so they're not as happy as they should be. So we, okay, we need to support dreamers. How are we going to do that? Well, a big thing about yerba mate is like you mentioned, it's a communal thing. So you pour the yerba mate and you pass this thing in a, in a circle. Right. The same person fills it. You sit there and you all talk with one another and you slowly drink this and you go over your days or what you're going to be doing. And it's, 
it's a very nice aspect. So then we're like, oh, wow, we really need to make sure that we're incorporating that aspect with our dreamers. And we're like, okay, dreamers, whether it's a snowboarder or a skier or a slackliner artist, the thing that's going to connect them is not the physical attribute of what they're doing, but the fact that they have that dream and that they're driving towards something and everyone that has that can connect with one another. And that's really why the majority of the team that's connected right now with Burke, all of us have dreams, all of us strive for something and, and we get along so well because we can see that in one. So, I mean, tell me a little bit then about how that happens practically, right? So, I mean, like, cause for me, obviously working with you guys, it was like, I have this passion for storytelling it, it, and it matched up great with the brand identity of this company for you to host a podcast and stuff. And it's like, okay, so I get like, for me, like how that matches up, it makes sense, right? But for folks like some, some of the other dreamers that you mentioned and stuff, how does actually Berg supporting them, how does that actually happen? Um, what does that look like? Right, right. So like you mentioned, for you, it lined up perfectly. Our original plan was not to start a podcast. It was kind of, we met you we were like, wow, then how can we support him? And that's kind of where the podcast came from. Uh, it all comes to light. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm the understanding behind the scenes. So the podcast wasn't really an idea or plan prior right. to meeting you. Sure. You were the one that kind of was like, oh, let's help him tell stories. We have people that he can tell cool stories with. That's how it worked for you. But our Slackliner, for example, uh, I was at a party here in Boulder, a lot of parties for me, I'm still in college, <laughs> but someone came up to me and said, hey, you have to meet my buddy. He would love the vision of what you guys are doing. He's really cool. You got to meet him. Do you mind if I give him your contact? No problem, obviously. So he gave me his contact, reached out to me and was like, hey, I love your guys' message. I don't need much help right now, but I, I want to be involved with what you're doing. So we brought him on. A couple months later, he reaches out. Hey, I've got this event that will... Is a qualification event. It's a really cool one in Southern California. Can you guys help me out? We, at the moment, had made a single dollar in sales. We've we lost have, money. <laughs> we, we, Perfect. We didn't have any product or anything, but we're like, man, that's super cool. Let's uh, let's buy this guy's tickets. Let's help him with transportation. And let's help him how we can. And so you guys are putting that. You guys are putting that money up yourselves, just yeah, as, so. as as a means of as a means of just. I mean, spreading literally, just trying to kind of spread positivity, I feel like, sort of into the world. Yeah, right? so so that came out of Bobby's and I pocket, and we were like, we got to help this guy out. Let's help him proceed to follow his dream. And, and we pulled it out of our pockets, and we bought him a ticket, and we made sure that he had the means to go to this competition to make it happen. Sure. And another one of our dreamers who used to be an athlete worked with us a lot. He was looking for job opportunities. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and we were able to help him find jobs and reach out to people that we knew within the community and all these individuals because everyone really loves the aspect of supporting others and their dreams. So with him, we were able to help him get, I think it was like four or five job offers, like an, a ridiculous amount, but we knew the work that he could do because he had helped us out and we had tried to help him with his skiing. But He was kind of reaching the end of his <laughs> career. He, he, was, he was, I mean, he was 25. He'd, he'd finished his last year in college and was like applying. He'd, he'd been a Division one athlete for the past five years, he'd competed internationally, but that had also taken away from his opportunity to have internships a lot of the time in the summer yeah. from training and everything. So we were able to bring him on to the Burke team super early, unbelievably helpful in helping us build out financial projections and get the and secure and figure out some of the financing and projections in order to get the company off the ground. And then turns around in May, we started getting phone calls because he added us to his, to his um, resume. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Alex is... He's talking about him and he starts get, getting job offers left and right. And it was such a cool and fulfilling experience for us to actually see and feel and be able to help somebody follow their dream. And now he's able to move to Norway to go live with his girlfriend and 
and figure out this next chapter in his life. Yeah, and, and in the future, a lot of the events that you will try and coordinate for our dreamers and support them. So when we went to this competition that you mentioned way back earlier, the New Venture Challenge, we were in the finals and there's quite a lot of people there. We wanted to make sure that all the photographers were there were our dreamers. We wanted to support those people within our community. So we went and reached out and made sure that we had our photographers there. Yep. The t-shirts that we were wearing were designed by one of our dreamers, Liv. Yep. And we wanted to just make sure that as much as as much of what we are doing is being done through our dreamers and, and support them through those means because even it may be something small, but that gives them media, that gives them exposure. And it's what we can really do without having many beverage sales at the moment. Well, and, and I think that, I think that, this idea um, of having a company that stands for for something more, right, is something that is is really common in terms of it's thrown like the idea is just thrown around among corporate entities because they just all want to build this good faith with their customer base and stuff like that. But what you guys are doing with with Burke and, and 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 making this actual sort of practical concert, concerted effort to like like spread positivity and spread sort of really even like optimism too into the world during a time when you read lots of news articles and stuff about like how our generation is really sort of trying to grapple with what is the meaning of everything here. You know what I mean? Like the mental health crisis, all this different stuff. You know what I mean, we've got all sorts of geopolitical crises. We, we had COVID, you know, absolutely disrupt all of our, our, our college careers and stuff. Just as, it, I mean, it disrupted everyone's lives, but like it's been sort of this constant state of disruption that has created, I think, negativity during an integral part of our lives. And then you guys have sort of found this means of being able to make a, an actual sort of change to that. And I think that that is a really exciting thing for people to tune into and you've got and it's not just like the idea of like oh how cool would it be if we did this but it's like you've got something to show for it though i mean you've got you oh you sent davis down to down to southern california had photographers creating content at the new venture challenge we're sitting here on this podcast for myself it's the kind of thing where you're like actually creating opportunities and i think that that's something that people are yearning for but don't even realize, right? Like, like that, that's a contagious thing that people are yearning for, but haven't even necessarily realized until you present it to them. And then they're like, oh, I love that. And, 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 and Bobby, I know you're looking to jump in here. I, I just, as, as a final sort of example, I think that is worth people hearing is like, I remember after you guys competed in the new venture challenge, there was sort of a little bit of an after party thing at a local, a local sort of like bar, a restaurant type of deal. I remember, Alex, you were telling me that when you were trying to secure the space in order to be able to sort of do this thing, how you were talking to the manager, whomever it was, and you were sort of talking about how, hey, like, look, we'd like to like rent out the space for the evening, a tab for for the people associated and stuff like that. And they were a little bit ambivalent at first. And then it wasn't until you brought up sort of this whole idea of like dreams and, and, and dreams to this manager person that had just lit her up. And, and I mean, maybe you can talk about it, but you could probably tell the story better than I can. And, and I remember you telling me that and me being like, that is what is going to be the most contagious thing here. Not the fact that we've got the caffeinated beverages, not the whatever. It's the fact that like that, that's something that people don't even realize how much they want in their lives right now. Is that just like something to be optimistic of? So, I mean, maybe, maybe you can, maybe you can kind of speak to just, I mean, just to that story a little bit. And Bobby, I know you were looking to jump in there too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll speak to that a little bit. Like we went in there, I was explaining like, look, we don't have the money. We're college students. (laughs) 
how can we make this work? Like we're broke, and and not that we can we're actually. Three, we can give you three herbos <laughs> when they come in. <laughs> we didn't have any. At the I promise. Time. I promise they're coming. Yeah. So uh, it was funny because I I sat there and I was trying to convince her, trying to be this typical businessman. Like, how am I going to lower the prices? We can't make it work otherwise. Sure. And I'm telling her we're college students, so forth. This is what we're doing, so forth. Nothing works. And I'm like, man, why haven't I told her? about the dreams yet. I mean, as sad as it was, I start to say like our main focus, and it really is, is to support the dreams and grow this community coalition of dreamers supporting dreamers. And it was like, okay. And she goes, she looks at me, her eyes widen a little bit, get a little glossy. And she goes, what? I go, yeah, like we've helped out musicians. We've helped out slackliners, athletes, everyone in between. And she goes, wow, that's amazing. I personally lost my dream when my kid was born. And, and she was like, I just started focusing about my kid, and I could see that in my mother as well. And I can see it in a lot of mothers, that once they have kids, they become mama bear. The only thing that matters is, that, is really? their kid, and I understand that, and I respect that, and I love my mother for that. But at the same time, it's, it's a little sad when you see that in mothers, because you, you realize that they, they put themselves second. Right. And, and that's awesome, but they still need to have that something that they dream for and have passion. And I was like, wow. That's, that's amazing, like, I really respectful, but it saddens me. And I was like, we need to do something in the future that supports mothers who dream. And right. she really loved that, and that's something that Burke is actually moving forward to do, is it's something that we were going to call Mothers Who Dream. Right. And it's going to be, we don't know the exact details quite yet, but it's going to be a community of, of gathering mothers and allowing mothers to share their dreams with other mothers that are actually accomplishing their dreams and and maybe some that haven't even thought about it and never have thought about this but want to begin to get their own dreams yeah i mean i i think i think one of the one of the most exciting things about this and i hope that this can sort of come across to our followers and our listeners and stuff like that is that there's there's this Yerba Mate company and like the Yerba is great and stuff like that. I mean, I'm and and I'm you know just saying that as 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 your guys as your friend and and somebody who's, who's tried it and stuff like that. But I think that to this this idea of having a company or of growing a company not just through consumerism, like not like obviously the con, like the consumption of the like of the mate is is what is what's going to be able to fund all of these ideas, right? But to have a company have a bigger sort of end idea than profit, you know what I mean, than um, sort of just like just sort of helping itself is is a little bit disruptive to some sort of like purists in the business world. They might see a failing business model, and just just because the just because the primary focus isn't on sort of maximizing profit. But I think that there's something. I mean, as you guys are just as you guys are bringing up these examples and things like that. There's something so much more interesting and and really, I mean, I, I, I keep using contagious, but I feel like contagious really is the right word to sort of just articulate how that, that, that feeling of, of, of spreading positivity and like, like it, it, I guess it's, it's simultaneously, it's positivity, it's empowerment. It's, it's all these things that sort of characterize a lot of like the major social movements, I think, of our generation. Yeah. I mean, and it sort of matches up with those. I mean, Bobby, do you, yeah, do you have yeah, something to say what, what I was just going to say to that is I think you're spot on with that. I think there is almost like a, a generational shift where a lot of these ideas of being purpose-driven and mission-driven aren't um, disruptors in the way that they're coming around for the first time but if you see the way companies are being 
formulated now, if you don't have this giving back aspect as a part of it, I think you're really gonna like lose traction with this younger generation Z, millennial generation and with people getting younger or as these younger kids start to enter into the workforce and become primary buyers, like that's gonna really, really hinder which companies people choose to buy for. Um, so it's a really interesting note to, to kind of take that generational aspect around it. And it really comes back to the reason with why we started with the bottle was because Alex and I had this idea for dreamers. Okay. We're like, we want to support these people. Like we want to be this backbone for the individuals who, who dare to dream, who have these like serious ambitions and the world's most passionate people. And then it was trying to figure out, okay, well, what's, what's the best way to do that? How do we do that? How do we create a company that allows us to do that? And that really comes into why we ended up with the bottle and it became a baton. Yeah, no, why don't we? Yeah, no, why don't no, you guys? No. So, so a little bit different. The the drinks were already a thing. We had already started the idea behind manufacturing the drinks, but we were thinking of how we would share this dream. Yeah, and, sorry, and, my and, mistake. And Bobby yeah. goes, "Hey, we're like, okay, everyone's telling us how you got to look at it. Bottles are hard, beverages are hard." And Bobby goes, "We're not doing it for the profits here. We're doing it to support dreams, and and beverages are something that go across boundaries, go across race, go across style. Everyone mm-hmm. can hold the drink." Sure. It doesn't matter where you're from or how, what you wear or anything. Yep. It's, it's, it's really something. And Bobby goes, it's like a baton. And Bobby uh-huh. goes, it's, it's this message, and it's something that you can physically hold and pass to another individual. And, and this is where Alejandro, our, our new guy that we brought in for media, goes, you want to make sure that with that baton, every single person that holds that bottle knows the message behind what Burke's trying to do. Sure. And, and that's kind of exciting, and that's why we started with Alejandro and this media team is because we, we don't have drinks yet. We're dealing with the supply chain issue as well as every other company, and we're like, what do we do? We can't be at a standstill. So we're like, let's get media start going. And why? Well, media is a means for us to share the world, share that aspect of like, hey, go out there and pursue your dreams. Through right. media, we're able to show that it is possible. We're able to inspire the world. And that's why we went with media first is like, look, if we don't have drinks to sell, at least we can get out there and start showing the world that dreaming is possible and that it should be pursued and followed. And that kind of started with the idea behind the baton that Bobby was like, you pass it, that dreaming is powerful. It's good. It's contagious, as you said. And it's something that needs to be done with the majority of population. And I think that I, I think that there's a reason why you guys mentioned how bringing me on and then having the podcast just be a natural fit, right? You know what I mean, or bringing Alejandro on and with his with his heritage, with with his his what he's looking to do in terms of media stuff was such a natural fit in so many different ways. I think that there's no, it's not a coincidence that there's this natural fit that comes along with the mission here is so positive because I think that it, it, I mean it's it's a it's like karma, right? You know what I mean, it's like you've literally you've got. When the, when the mission is to spread good karma, you start getting good karma coming back immediately. And I think that that's something that, that people, that younger people, that people of our generation and millennials have really sort of, I think, started to realize also is that there's more to life than profit. There's more to life than just maximizing like how much money you make, whatever. I mean, I think that COVID really highlighted it when everyone started working remotely. People were you know willing to give up some portion of a paycheck to be able to live in a place that was beautiful where they could like go outside where they could spend a lot of time outside where they could do where they could just essentially improve their lifestyle right and 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 so it's clear if you look at so many of the social movements that have happened over the course of the past year two years three years you've seen this major shift in terms of where people's value sets are and that in the as as the world sort of is is going through a really turbulent time 
sort of geopolitically, domestically for politics, and sort of environmentally with the climate change crisis, all these different things. People have decided that rather than just get bogged down by that, though, we've got to find, I think, some positivity or people that would like to find that. And what Burke is an actionable thing that is spreading positivity and, and dreaming and following what your passion is rather than sacrificing some period of your life or some or your quality of life for, you know, the sake of just making a bunch of money, which was something that was instilled so much in, I think, our parents' generation. And so to see that shift happening in the world and then to see Berg sort of going along, you know, right along with that in the form of this company that can make that sort of like an actionable thing, I think is a really, really interesting and really exciting uh entity to be able to then to then follow as this picks up steam as this progresses yeah absolutely i mean i'd say like to go back just a little bit talking about how there's all these different people coming on like you just you came on and we're helping you do the podcast and alejandro with the media and this team has really kind of been growing super organically we had uh, Mm -hmm. ben and connor who uh, were two of our friends who helped us out throughout basically starting in january and they're gonna try and stay involved both of them have jobs lined up so we're trying to figure all of that out right now They'll be back in six months. But the thing that we asked everybody, like the go-to question that we have, because we really don't care what's on a resume or what you do and everything like that is, what's your dream? What are you passionate about? What gets you out of bed in the morning? And for us, that's kind of how we've built this team of people around us. And it's, we've seen some early, we're not, well, early success with regards to the, just that we love coming in and working with the people that we're doing this with. Right. Right. And, and yeah, to build on what Bobby was saying is like, we really haven't reached out too much to any individuals because they're attracted to it. And, and this attraction that we're putting out in the world ends up bringing these people to us. And it's been really great. Like how we met Alejandro was random. Alejandro was awesome. And then we're like, all right, Alejandro, who do we need someone great in media. And then he, brought, he, he introduces us to his uh, roommate and friend, Evan. And, and we're like having this interview with Evan, we intru- intru- he introduces himself and it was like right away, one of our first questions, like Bobby had mentioned, is like, what's your dream? Yeah. And, and, he, and he was able to answer that. Almost every single person that we've brought on to Burke had an answer for that right off the bat. And if you go out and we're hopefully in the future going to do like random questionnaires to random people on the streets. But if you go out and ask people in reality what their dream is, majority of them can't give you an answer especially yeah. in our age group and in the world we're living in because housing's too expensive. Inflation's going through the roof. Market just crashed. Every, right, everything's sure. looking terrible. But like people that truly have a dream and passion, they'll spit it out right there and, and they don't care what's going on around them because that's what they want and they're willing to work and make it happen. And that's yeah. the people that we're attracting to Burke. And that's why I think we're so lucky and grateful that like you like we have this company we have incredible company that everyone vibes and gets along well because we all have something that we're striving for i mean i think that that sort of leads naturally into sort of just considering as we as we wind down here what what's most immediately next for burke i mean obviously i know you guys are figuring out the supply chain stuff in terms of just from a, from a logistical perspective in terms of being able to deliver deliver mate to folks but so 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 beyond that i guess what what what's next from burke what can people expect to be sort of keeping an eye on from from Burke in in the near future. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pick it off. We won't bring up supply chain and much much else, but we're, obviously we're trying to get the drinks here. We're going to start a subscription base with our dry leaf yerba mate so that individuals 
farms can get fresh, non-GMO, organic yerba mate delivered to their doorstep every every month, ideally, or we may do a week. We're, we're unsure on all those fine details, but we're working on all, all of that logistics and so forth. But the, the major next steps are really portraying the brand and the image of supporting dreams and that we're trying to support dreams and that people should be dreaming. Gotcha. So we're doing that through media. We're really focusing in on that aspect of saying like, look, you can dream, go out and dream, make it happen. Because we don't have product to sell, we can't be doing that. So the main focus right now is to really spread that message. Go out there, pursue your dreams, follow your dreams, make it happen. And if you need help, reach out to us and we'll try and make it happen. Yeah, I think that spreading this positivity, this contagiousness is, is I, I think it's going to, I think it's going to spread like wildfire in, in the best, in the best way possible. Not, uh, you know, no, you know, in, not, hopefully, hopefully no real wildfires here in Boulder. Hey, hey, um, hey luckily it's snowing outside. It's, yeah. What is Current, it? May, is it May 20th today? And we're supposed to get 10 inches in Boulder today? <laughs> yeah. It was, and it was 80 something yesterday, but this is, this is, I think, been an awesome um, introduction into the Dream Diaries. I think it's been a first sort of initial initial journal into the Dream Diaries. Journal one is in the books. Thank you so much for having yeah. us on, man. Thank you. And, and more importantly, I cannot wait to listen to what you come out with with, with the rest of the individuals. I'm so, awesome. I'm so excited to see where this goes. Keep dreaming. Thank you guys for listening to the first journal entry of Dream Diaries. If you want to learn more about Burke, Yerba Mate, or Dreamers Supporting Dreamers, you can follow at Drink Burke on all social media platforms or drinkburke.com. This is Kieran Murphy signing off. I'll see you next time.